The state of Indiana is implementing a bold new program to accelerate economic growth and to provide our communities with the financial resources to develop, to retain, and to attract the workforce of tomorrow. And right here in East Central Indiana, our local leaders are working with our state partners to raise funds for community investments that will make our region a more vibrant place to call home. We'll explore those plans now on Cardinal Compass. From the campus of Ball State University on Ball State PBS and Indiana Public Radio, this is Cardinal Compass, campus and community conversations. At Ball State University, we are empowered to seek new insights, unrestrained by convention. We reimagine the future, spread our wings, and fly. Lifted by knowledge, enabled across disciplines, we are inspired, engaged, and exhilarated. Propelled to change the world, and with beneficence as our guide, at Ball State University, we fly. A new initiative called the Ready Grant is set to equip regions across the state with funding that can be used for public and private works, improving communities throughout Indiana. Blake Chapman investigates the program's purpose and how communities around Muncie are getting involved. Infrastructure, job placement, affordable housing. No, we're not debating on Capitol Hill. Instead, we're focusing on the needs of Hoosiers here and now in East Central Indiana and how those needs hope to be addressed by the Ready Grant a state program meant to bolster those quality of life improvements with over $500 million in nonprofit funding. After reviewing multiple business metrics, the Indiana Economic Development Corporation sent out a call to 18 regions around the state for projects to make their towns better. Once proposals are evaluated, the board of directors will allocate up to $50 million per region with matchmaking contributions from public and private entities. Katie Clark, a senior project manager for TSW Design Group, worked with local partners to design the proposal for each central indiana ready funds will pay for programmatic efforts like your education programs your workforce training types of efforts um even not only just kind of the the physical program of, of instruction um but even ready will pay for uh, software or kind of hardware that you need to facilitate some of that. While regional crowdfunding sounds like a decent strategy on paper, some believe it'll not work in practice. Bruce Frankel, professor of urban planning at Ball State, says that redevelopment programs need to incentivize young professionals to remain there instead of attracting newbies. Also make arrangements that you have a job or you start your own firm or you start your firm with your classmates that you've worked with throughout that sort of invitation, that sort of uh, graduation dinner when somebody says we appreciate you and we don't want you to go to Seattle. According to Clark, some of those key differences are baked in, including workforce training and upgrades to trails or parks. Ultimately, residents just want improvements that mean greater quality of life for everyone. When you're doing regional work, you have to understand that it's all for the greater good, right? It's um, you as an individual, me as an individual, we may not get equal amounts or the same kind of thing, but you have to come to an understanding that no matter what, it's all for the betterment of all of us. Blake Chapman, Cardinal Compass. Joining us now is the Vice President for Innovation and Strategic Initiatives at the Indiana Economic Development Corporation, Mark Woski. Mark, can you briefly explain for us what the Ready Program is? 
I'd be happy to, Emily. It's, a, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. Uh, the READY program is an initiative that uh, was recently launched earlier this year um, to invest up to $500 million into strategic development plans that are created by our regional communities, uh, focused on improving the quality of life and the quality of place in those communities with the goal of attracting and retaining and growing the state's population. And Mark, can you briefly, what is kind of the inspiration for the program? The real inspiration of the, the program um, you know, began a number of years ago when the IEDC was asked to find out what is going to be the biggest threat to the, to the state's continued economic growth. And what we realized at the time was more people were leaving the state than were coming here on a year-over-year -year basis. And when trying to grow the economy and increase the number of jobs available for uh, Hoosiers across the state, um, in order to sustain that, we needed to make sure that we uh, were able to provide the workforce that our businesses needed to grow. Uh, so, so from that realization, uh, we went and looked at the most successful communities around the country and really asked the question, what have you been doing over the last 20 years that led to your success in population and economic growth? Um, and then from that, we came back to Indiana and said, well, how do we replicate that here? Um, and that really born or you know, created our first regional economic development effort back in 2015. And really, this is just building on that foundation. Right. And you know, among doing our research, we did discover that you guys really wanted to improve quality of life and place. So what falls underneath those categories of life, place, and opportunity for you? Absolutely. Well, the quality of play, the place is really the physical built environment. Uh, we know that, you know, in order to attract somebody and, and keep somebody here in Muncie that, that may have decided to attend Ball State, you, know, you want to have a really vibrant built environment uh, mm -hmm. that provides the amenities that individuals are looking for um, when they want to live, work, and play in, in any place around the country. Uh, so, so really we're looking at making those investments through this program, uh, but we also know that there are other intangible, um, you know, items that you know, play a role in creating that vibrant sense of community. Uh, so we're looking at investing in, in those opportunities as well to, to find a way to invest in programmatic or, or other um, you know, intangible initiatives that uh, draw attention to Indiana and, and to our regional communities that uh, allow us to tell our story. And could you give us just a brief example? What do you mean by some of those programmatic uh, initiatives? Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, we are prepared to invest in, um, you know, civic and, and arts and cultural um, efforts and, and promotion uh, to, to support the growth of those um, here in East Central Indiana and around the state, uh, but also in other, um, you know, industry partnerships. Uh, the question about, um, you know, the quality of opportunity. Um, one of the focuses of our new Secretary of Commerce is, is finding a way to attract the industries of the future to Indiana. So, um, you know, young individuals in second and third grade have jobs that they can go to when they graduate from college uh, sometime in the future. So, uh, finding ways to bring um, and, and partner with industry uh, to to have them locate operations and, and begin to explore uh, what the future of their industry might be here in Indiana uh, to provide high quality job opportunities in the future. Yeah, and before we get into, of course, how the state is determining the proposal that we you know, choose to follow, Burns, I do want to direct a question to you. We talked earlier about, of course, quality of life and place and opportunity amongst the state, but how is Ball State and the Muncie community, do you think, fo 
focusing on that as well. Well, we were preparing for this program last year, even before it was announced. You may recall on an episode uh, of this program a little while ago, we talked about the role that the university had played in developing a regional talent collaborative. And that talent collaborative involved engaging county economic development officers and others to build a coordinated plan, a coordinated strategy, and most importantly, to build trust, that, cu that culture of collaboration. And that talent collaborative has served as the framework to allow our East Central Indiana region to take advantage of the Ready program. And you might recall we were asked a question, well, when we did that, were there any resources available? And at that time there weren't, but we were hopeful based upon conversations that we'd had in the legislature and with the governor's staff and with IEDC that there might be resources that would be invested in the next uh, budget session. So we were preparing for what we believed would be an investment and then we're delighted that, uh, that the General Assembly and the governor working with IEDC has followed up. So as I say, the university helped prepare for this extraordinary opportunity. And now shifting gears just a little bit uh, and kind of getting into more of the nitty gritty details, uh, could you uh, just describe to us how is the state determining which proposals are going to be the most deserving? Absolutely. So um, the a full team at the IEDC with the assistance of um, an external group of experts that we've assembled uh, to provide feedback to us and their unique analysis of, of the plans. I mean, we'll be entering that process actually later on this afternoon, uh, the first meeting of, of the committee along with our team uh, to begin to, to look at what the process is, um, you know, how it's gonna roll out here over the course of the next couple months uh, with the meat of the uh, review taking place here in October and November uh, with the hope and goal uh, that we are able to make a recommendation to our board of directors um, in the de December timeframe uh, to begin um, you know, deploying the resources statewide. Right, and of course a huge part of this program is the match funding both statewide and of course both locally as well. So how is this going to work? What can we expect from this? So from the, the IEDC, um, you know, our expectation and what we've communicated to regions and, and regional stakeholders is um, you know, the state has uh, up to $500 million to invest, but we are looking for uh, private sector partners as well as, uh, you know, local units of government, uh, community foundations and others uh, to identify a wide variety of funding sources uh, to be able to uh, co-invest alongside the state uh, because we want to make sure that um, you know, our partners at the local level, um, you know, have ownership of, of what they want. Um, so, so really what we're asking them is to, to tell us what, what is important that we can invest alongside them. And, and the match idea also allows us collectively to leverage the extraordinary investment from the state to generate additional support, whether it's private philanthropic dollars, whether it's other state resources, national resources, or business investments. I mean, it's a way of taking an extraordinary amount of money and making it even larger and having a greater enduring impact. And President Mertz, I, th I think you, you touch on a very great point there. And, and one thing that we've said, why is this a great opportunity for Indiana? Um, you know, I don't know if any of us were expecting the amount of money that is being invested in states and local communities around the country by the federal government um, through the most recent stimulus act. And, and what we saw through this exercise of, of, of encouraging regions to think thoughtfully about you know, what they need um, and, and how to best deploy those dollars um, to, to hopefully allow this exercise to help coordinate that more uh, to, to 
bring the state's investment alongside those local resources uh, to have the greatest impact possible. Right, and it's leverage as well as the, the, the IEDC and the state is expecting a strategic coordination of those investments so that it's not just a series of one-off investments here and there, but that these are investments that are coordinated throughout a region. All right, thank you very much. Yeah, Mark, thank you, of course, thank you for joining us. The East Central Indiana hopes to take advantage of the vast funds available through the Ready program. Up to $50 million could be used for community projects and improving infrastructure. Jayana Fennell talked to a steering committee member about how the Ready grant would benefit Delaware County. Tracy Lutton is a steering committee member for the East Central Indiana's Ready Grant proposal. She says people in Muncie and the region are deeply involved in applying for this grant. There are 18 regions competing for these dollars, so um, the competition is fierce, but we have really rallied as a region to come together through existing relationships that we've cultivated over decades to put together a regional development plan that we will submit to the Indiana Economic Development Corporation Muncie is one of 18 regions that are applying for this grant with their projects. Their grant is intended to help attract talent, increase population, and economic growth. Lutton believes Muncie's plans and projects would achieve that goal. Being a recipient of some of these funds would be a boon to Muncie in its ongoing placemaking and quality of life initiatives. One of the ideas is for blight elimination near Muncie Central High School called the Live Learn Neighborhood. Organizers would use this area as a place to enhance education and bring money into the community. It is just one of several proposals that have been submitted with the plan to hopefully get the ready grant. This is Jayana Fennell, Cardinal Compass. Joining us is Mindy Kenworthy, the President and CEO of East Central Indiana Regional Partnership. Uh, Mindy, to get started, uh, could you define what is our region and kind of what is the plan for the East Central uh, Indiana region? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to talk about the region. So the East Central Indiana Regional Partnership um, is a nonprofit organization and our role is to market the region for new investment and for talent attraction. And for this initiative, we have eight counties that are participating in the READY program. And these eight counties have a long history of working together. I mean, it, it, in fact, it dates back to the 1980s when they first started working together, um, doing joint marketing and working together on economic development and workforce development uh, programs. And so um, over the years, um, they have um, worked together and collaborated and what joins us as a region are a few commonalities, including the geography, our location. Um, we are bounded by I-69 and I-70 and kind of nestled between some larger metropolitan cities. Um, we also share some common industry history and heritage like automotive industry and the glass industry. And also, um, what we have in common, unfortunately, are a lot of the, the same types of challenges um, and obstacles to growth. So that is what pulls us together as a region. Right, and of course, businesses, local nonprofits within the region, and I'm sure Ball State University as well is, of course, contributing. So how are they involved? How are they contributing to the region? Mm -hmm. So Ball State has been a tremendous partner, um, along with IU Health, and those two institutions represent the largest employers in the region. And they have really stepped up and helped us over the last few years, especially with the Talent Collaborative, and then also with this READY initiative. So we're very supportive of their work that they've done. 
And President Mearns, uh, could you speak a little bit about uh, how Ball State is contributing to this project? Yeah, we're grateful for, for Mindy and her willingness to accept our participation. As I mentioned earlier, you know, we played a significant role in helping to bring regional economic development coordinators together uh, to form the Talent Collaborative. And that formed kind of one of the initial framework. It gave mm -hmm. us some regional momentum towards this opportunity. So we're working also closely with our colleagues at IU Health Ball Memorial. They have the same kind of general geographic footprint in the region that we do. So we felt it was our obligation. It not only was in our interest, but it was our obligation as the two anchor institutions to work closely with Mindy's team and with those economic uh, development directors to help form and develop the strategic plan. As I mentioned, this is not just a, an, an accumulation of individual projects. Mm -hmm. They're designed to, to, be, uh, to align with a series of strategic goals. And so we're happy to play that role. And we have a couple people who have been deployed, spending their time working closely and supporting Mindy. She's got a relatively, actually a very lean staff. Mm -hmm. So any support that she can receive from Ball Memorial, from the university, and from the business community helps advance this initiative for all of us. Yeah, and Mindy, maybe you can also talk a little bit more in detail about having these anchor institutions, you know, really what they mean for the plan as a whole, how they're really helping develop this plan in the, in the mm -hmm. region. So certainly their participation. We have established a governing board um, that it has been involved in the planning process, and IU Health and Ball State both have a seat at that at the table, and so they have been involved since the beginning with Ready, um, as far as evaluating the the programs and the projects that were submitted and and providing input. And so, it it truly has been a regional effort. And having anchor institutions like the university and the hospital involved, I think, uh, first of all, um, gives us a lot of resources that we lack. Like President Mern said, we're we have a very small staff, um, but I think it also adds a lot of credibility to the region and to the plan by having prominent institutions involved in the process. And now, uh, kind of switching gears also, kind of like we did with Mark, uh, mm -hmm. and narrowing in a little bit, is there, um, with the Ready Plan, uh, from your understanding, is there any kind of focus on uh, larger communities? Obviously, Indianapolis is quite a bit larger than we are here in East Central Indiana. Mm -hmm. Are those kind of communities getting more focus or less in uh, the kind of project like the Ready Grant? So within the region, are you talking about large cities? Uh, just the whole state is mm -hmm. a... So I, I really can't address that question as far as how the IEDC is going to view the larger community versus the more smaller rural communities like East Central Indiana. Um, what I will share though within the region, um, we are trying uh, very hard to keep the process fair regardless of, of the size of the counties because we have small Blackford County versus Delaware County. And so when we establish this governing board who is reviewing, who are, will be reviewing all the projects and programs and then if we're funded making the decision regarding funding, um, we wanted to have equal say. So each county has two representatives on this board, um, two votes each, and they'll make the tough decisions as far as which programs get funded and how those funds will be distributed. So in our eyes, we're going to try to keep it as fair as possible because President Merge brought up trust, and that has been key to the, through this whole process. And um, building trust isn't easy, and it can be very fragile, and so we want to protect that um, through this process. Yeah, and if I can just uh, piggyback on a couple points. Mm -hmm. One is... Our hope is that this 
initiative not only allows our East Central Indiana region to take advantage of this opportunity, but to even be prepared for other opportunities in the future, to build that sense of, of collaboration, that sense of, of trust, so mm -hmm. that we can continue to work better. Also, I think to the broader question you asked, I think the fact that the governor and the General Assembly made this a statewide effort is a recognition that there are certain regions or metropolitan areas in the state that have been doing very well over the last 20 to 25 years. Mm -hmm. But if we want every resident of Indiana to have an opportunity to have a high quality, uh, um, quality of life and a good job, that we have to support communities large and small all across the state. And that's why we're fortunate that given the size of this initiative, there are resources available for every community, large and small, all across the state of Indiana. Right, and speaking of course of those resources, how is the match funding for the region working from your guys' understanding? Well, I think that we're still awaiting some specific guidance mm -hmm. from the IEDC, but we know that that match can both be cash as well as in-kind contributions, and we know that it can be contributions from a, from a business, it can be a contribution from a, uh, a community, or excuse me, a county or a municipality, or even from an institution, an, an employer, a large employer like the university. So uh, we're grateful for IEDC being flexible right. about how uh, each community can reach that match. Yeah. And this is going to happen over a period of time, too. I mean, we're looking at probably three to five years. And so not all of the match is going to be required up front, which is going to give us time to resource federal, state, local resources. Right. Well, thank you, Mindy. And that is all the time that we have for that part of the discussion. We are very excited to see how the Ready Grant affects the monthly community. President Mearns, we would like to give you the final minute to kind of hear your opinion on how today's conversation went. Well, again, I appreciate the opportunity for Mindy and Mark to be with us. This is a very important initiative for the state and particularly important for those of us here in East Central Indiana. I think we're fortunate that the state, through many, many years of good fiscal management, has extraordinary resources to invest in a program like this. And we're also, I think, fortunate and grateful that the program allows each region the flexibility to develop its own plan, to determine its own priorities. Mm -hmm. So there isn't a rigid framework, there's an opportunity to work strategically. So I think this conversation was good. I hope the folks who are listening to this program can appreciate what an extraordinary opportunity this is for all of us here in East Central Indiana. I thank you for giving us the opportunity to share mm -hmm. our enthusiasm and our excitement. Definitely. And again, we want to thank President Mearns and our guests, Mindy Kenworthy and Mark Waski, and all of you for joining in on the conversation. I'm Philip Shorze. And I'm Emily Harless. We'll hope you join us again next time for Cardinal Compass Campus and Community Conversations. You know you're a Ball State Cardinal when you first hear the chirp. When you look to Frog Baby for luck and Beneficence for guidance. You're a Ball State Cardinal when you chase your dreams, present your case, and win. When the university you call home is small enough to be a community, but big enough to change the world. You know you're a Ball State Cardinal when you're one of us. We are Ball State University. We fly. Cardinal Compass was produced at Ball State University by students of the College of Communication, Information, and Media at the studios of University Media Services. Cardinal Compass was produced by Adele Reich. Special thanks to Sean Ashcraft for production assistance, the Department of Telecommunications, University Media Services, Ball State Marketing and Communications, and the Digital Corps.